Thank you for joining us for the Grace Abounds podcast. Today we will be joining John Lanier as we survey the scriptures, pulling out themes as the Lord leads. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged as you grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining me today for the seventh episode of the Grace Abounds podcast. We're still looking at the book of Acts and we'll be in chapter four, but I just want to briefly put in a quick plug for um, today being the uh, day we remember the martyrs of the Lord God Almighty. And uh, I think starting from all the way back with righteous Abel in the Old Testament and all the blood that's been shed all the way through the New Testament, even to modern day to where we live now, uh, there's been many people that have sacrificed their life. And, and like Jesus said, like a, a seed that falls into the ground produces a harvest. You know, I, th- I just think of how many people have given their lives for the sake of, of God and getting his message of hope to the world. And I'm very grateful for the the testimony of people that have given so much uh, to help help us to have the scripture to help us to see God and to see the ways of the Lord and uh, even to the apostle Paul and to Christ and those who've given their lives Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice um, for us and so just uh, very grateful for for everyone that has lay down their lives for the sake of the gospel. So just wanted to give thanks to God for them and uh, just remind you to keep the persecuted Christians in prayer as, uh, as there's many people in this world right now that are still under a heavy persecution and, and uh, attack of the enemy and, and uh, just governments that won't allow them to worship openly. Uh, we need to remember our brothers and sisters that are going through a lot of suffering for Christ. And so, all right, we're going to be looking at, let's start reading in chapter 4. And uh, this this podcast, I've titled Fresh Power for Boldness, because we, we've been looking at the early church and God starting to work through the apostles to develop the church. And we're actually in this passage going to see for the first time there start to be uh, rumblings of suffering and and persecution. Uh, We know that um, Jesus was treated, um, you know, poorly and suffered much for for the message. And uh, he said that as Christians, that because they hated him, they would hate us. And Paul even said, those who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. And then this passage, we'll see that that's exactly what happens. There's a a threat against the the apostles for what took place. Just as a quick reminder, uh, we've been looking at this man that was lame getting healed. And that that's what leads to all of this um, as Peter's sharing the gospel. And uh, look at chapter 4, 
Now, as they spoke to the people and Peter was sharing the gospel, um, it says that the priests, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them. That means they, they took them into custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many of as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in their midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then it says in verse 8, Then Peter, and this will be um, one of our key verses here, this and um, also down into, let's see, verse 13 will be another key verse that we'll look at. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you, so Peter says, you guys want to know by what power I'm about to tell you. He said, let it be known to you all and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands here before you whole. Peter says, and I, I, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it's kind of echoed throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament. This is the stone which was rejected by your builders which has become the chief cornerstone. He says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Okay, so now look at verse 13. And then I'll go back to uh, verse 8. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. I love this. So, okay. First thing I want to point out is Peter, in that moment of needing God to intervene through him to speak with conviction and boldness, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So there was um, this freshness of God's presence in that moment. Because at this point, Peter's already saved and had the, the Holy Spirit indwell him. He's been baptized with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. But in the face of this persecution and suffering and being questioned about his faith, it says he's given this subsequent filling or fresh filling of the Holy Spirit and anointing that came in the moment in that time of need where he knew that I'm going to have to stand up for Jesus here and, and speak about Jesus being the only way of salvation. And he even says it was you guys that rejected the chief cornerstone. 
So I, I, I think that looking at this, in order to have the power to be bold, which boldness is, is if the way you want to describe it is almost like a, I would say the opposite of fear. It's having overcoming with confidence <clears throat> in a moment to be able to speak. It's not being the loudest guy in the room. I think sometimes we think of, well, it's the charismatic guy, the guy who's always talking, the guy who's always out in front of everybody and and uh, maybe um, boastful or, you know, that that is not boldness. Biblical boldness is standing up in a moment for truth, honestly, courageously, with integrity, with character, saying, this is what God has said, and I'm standing by what God has said. Even if no one else stands with me, I'm standing up for truth. And in this moment of being in that time where he needed God to intervene, God intervenes through him. It gives him that fresh filling of the Spirit. And then what's also mentioned in verse 13, which is very interesting, the way that the crowd saw him, that Peter and John had a unique um, <clears throat> presence about them. That the, the rulers and the leaders saw something about them that was extraordinary. It was different than what they were used to. It's almost as if they had looked around at other people in their group and their other colleagues and said, there's, there's no one like these guys. It, but what's interesting to me is Peter and John were were not formally trained in the schools where their colleagues would have gone they weren't trained in the rabbinical schools they they were just fishermen they were common ordinary men but the difference was as the people looked at these two men they said they had been with Jesus that was what was unique about them they walked with Jesus on the earth they were trained under the ministry of Jesus. They were poured into by Jesus. And that was the key to the difference in their life. They had been in Jesus. Just like Jesus said, abide in me, stay in me. I will work in you. I'm going to bring fruit into your life if you would just stay in me. And, and our power for ministry and boldness will always flow out of being in God's presence, being with Jesus, being with Jesus in prayer, being with Jesus in Bible reading, being with Jesus throughout the day, relying on Jesus for everything, saying to Jesus, you're all that I have, you're all that I want, and there is nothing apart from you. As I look at this, I see those as two key things in our life. Having a fresh daily filling of the Spirit for boldness and being with Jesus on a continual basis. That means spending time with Him. Making sure our relationship with Jesus is current. Because, again, I, I think something that I'm, I think that I'm learning from looking at these passages as we go through the book of Acts is that God uses us in spite of 
some of the things that we feel like we need. Like I, I, I can't be used by God if I don't have that formal education or if I don't, <clears throat> you know, I don't have money. Maybe God can't use me or if I don't have influence or power. But God doesn't need any of that. All God needs is a vessel that is willing to spend time in his presence, to be vulnerable, to be humble, to be broken over sin, to have a heart for the lost. God says, I will pour my boldness, I will pour my spirit into that person in spite of their frailties and inabilities, and I'm going to use them for my glory. And that's what God did with these men. He used them. In verse 14, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they couldn't say anything against him. There was evidence right there that Jesus' power was on display, and there's nothing that could be said. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle had been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So it's just threats right now. It's not beatings or anything. All that stuff comes later on. But they said, we'll just threaten them. We'll tell them you need to shut down this whole Jesus um, resurrection from the dead thing. We're not talking about it anymore. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus, but... Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. They're they're basically respectfully saying, I'm sorry, we can't help but talk about the things that we've experienced. There's just too much evidence for what we've been partakers of. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. You know, I had read that this week, and I thought to myself, I'm 40 years old. (laughs) I'm 40 and I can't imagine that from, from birth all the way to where I live today in the age that I am, to have experienced being disabled to the point where you had to beg money on the street. And just to think how Jesus so loved this man and intervened in his life is just so powerful. And I think that he, he just, God is still doing that today. He's wanting to intervene in people's lives and the pain that we go through and the stress that we go through with the mental disabilities and the physical disabilities and the things that we experience because of the sin and the brokenness of this world. And Jesus is still doing that. And how we can just come to him and experience healing in his name. And being let go, they went their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, 
they raise their voice to God with one accord. This is the church, all the gathered people of God. They just raise their voice to God. They said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now look, Lord, look on their threats and grant your to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word with boldness. Do you see that theme coming through in this chapter that we're reading? Boldness, boldness, fearlessness, stepping out in confidence, in faith, believing God for big things, great things. So kind of culminating here at the end of this chapter we see the church gathered together peter and john obviously probably sharing the testimony of what happened the church says listen god we're coming to you we're praying we're seeking you we're praising you we're asking for miracles we're asking for you to fill us give us boldness because we know that we have to step out in faith and believe you and see people come to faith in you and god answered the prayer in verse 31 the place where they were started to shake. God was saying, my hand is on you. My presence is here. They were all filled with the Spirit. So what I want to do, this is going to be, I'm going to close with an invitation. Number one, an invitation for Christians to be filled continually. The Bible says in Ephesians, don't be drunk with Wine, which leads to excess or uh, dissipation is what some virgins say. But be filled. That word is continually filled with the Spirit. Be continually actively responding to God in a sense of asking for the filling of the Spirit. Coming before Him to be filled with the Spirit of God. So that you can live the way that God has called you to live. And be bold to be strong, to be courageous, to go after the Lord with all of your heart and to reach the lost, to reach those that don't know Jesus and to live with uh, the, uh, the way that God has called us to live. So that'll be the first thing. And then second thing is um, I always want to offer an invitation to those who maybe um, have never walked with Jesus, don't have a relationship with the Lord, or you've strayed or uh, what the Bible calls backslidden or walked away from the Lord and you need to make a fresh conse consecration with the Lord. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray and you pray along with me in your own words to the Lord. Uh, and so we say, Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these reminders. And we pray as a believer for the fresh filling of your spirit that you would help us to live how you've called us to live, 
that you give us boldness as we see your soon return, that the church would stand up and be Christ-like, loving, compassionate, gracious, and merciful. And for those that don't know you, Jesus, or maybe have walked away from you, they, they used to love you, but now they've, they're just admitting, Lord, that I, I just, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. God, I just pray for those that right now they would cry out to you and say, I have sinned, I've fallen short of your glory, and I want to walk with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I confess my sin and see Jesus as Lord and Savior and Master of my life. And we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining us today for the Grace Abounds podcast. If you'd like subjects covered that um, you just have questions about or there's a certain topic you'd like to talk about, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. It's at jwaltlanier, J-W-A-L-T-L-A-N-I-E-R. And then just put your um, question or topic that you'd like covered on the show. And we will get that. We'll get that going on our Blue Chair Talks next week. Thank you for joining us. God bless. We are so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can join us for further studying of the word. Have a blessed day.